Hi, this is Bob King, and I'd like to welcome you to our inaugural version of this podcast known as From the Chair, an opportunity for us to hopefully share some new ideas, some fresh thinking. I'm really thrilled today to have as our inaugural guest on this first podcast, our fearless leader at the personal coach, Julie Leith. Hi, Julie. Hi, Bob. Thank you for inviting me to join you for this first podcast. Uh, It's my pleasure, and thanks for being available. Talk for a minute or two about what you're seeing and feeling out there as you start to work with a new advisor, client, and, you know, what are some of those challenges that we're feeling? Sure. You know, the environment changes on a consistent basis. We're always dealing with change. And I think that's one of the biggest things advisors and their teams face right now and have over the years is that the, you know, the constant change is, is you know, a huge obstacle for people in many ways and as well, a huge opportunity. And so it's a matter of really managing that change or working through that change in as as effective a way as possible. And even though I'm saying that change is constant, it's more rapid today than ever. We're seeing, you know, things come at us uh, from all angles. And I think, you know, a year ago, we all got hit over the head with this pandemic and, Uh, nobody really saw that coming and it required advisors and their teams to shift uh, and pivot big time. And, uh, you know, there was a whole new world we had to uh, navigate through rather than uh, deal with just the normal, the normal change. Right. So uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a year for many people and, uh, and some have embraced that world pretty well and others have, you know, continue to challenge, you know, face the challenges depending on what's going on for their clients and what's going on for their teams and what's going on for them personally in terms of, you know, do they have kids at home? Don't they have kids at home? <laughs> you know, working remotely, that kind of thing. So uh, today's challenges, uh, you know, are are much, you know, much more intense, I would say, than than what we would have seen a, a year ago. We're seeing folks that are struggling with the remote working environment and and trying to get things done where they can't just walk down the hall and hand off stuff and where they may or may not have a process for doing things that gets really stressed in a time like this. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and process, you know, is probably one of the focal points of any solid business plan uh, and strategy, but it's becoming even more apparent today to have proven process and be to be process driven. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an area we're all spending much more time with as coaches is, you know, delegating to process first and making sure that everybody on the team understands the process. And whether that's for, you know, dealing with uh, working with a client and, and developing a client process or whether it's a new business process or follow up or a process that's required to uh, drive technology, you know, and, and have a, uh, an efficient piece of technology. You know, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, you know, I can use Salesforce or Goldmine or Maximizer to uh, to drive this uh, this beautiful idea but they neglect to think about the fact that a step-by-step process needs to be, you know, defined before they can actually uh, implement that technology. And so it's, 
uh, you know, the whole arena of compliance in the regulatory world, as well as client demands right now, are really requiring that process uh, be, be really um, focused on. And so we're spending a lot of time as coaches right now helping our advisor clients really focus in on what are best practices around being process-driven and breaking, breaking an idea down you know, or a particular problem down so that they can, uh, they can achieve great results and have a, a process that the whole team can follow. You know, in regular circumstances, uh, prior to a year ago, you know, the, the clients that we work with, the advisors and their teams are all, you know, typically successful despite whether they're working with a coach or not, they're successful advisors. That said, they're dealing with uh, diffusion and we're having to wear many hats and being overwhelmed and, and having all kinds of ideas and distraction and, you know, having ideas that somebody else might be doing. And so they think, oh my gosh, that would be a great thing for us to implement. But they haven't stepped back to really think about whether or not it's really a good opportunity or a good idea for them because they haven't developed a strategy. So it's just their... They're all over the map and they're, they're struggling and they're stressed and they're stuck to their, you know, they're, they feel tied to their business because they're just, uh, there's so much going on in their world and they just feel like they're on this treadmill and they can't get off. And so um, that just got magnified a year ago with the, you know, with the pandemic and the need to become way more technology literate. It forced everybody into becoming technology literate rather than uh, allowed them to, you know, do whatever they needed to do in order to either embrace the technology or, or you know, really put their, you know, um, the excuses, I guess, around not using technology because they weren't comfortable with it. They got right. forced into using the technology. And so we saw people who either were quite comfortable with digital meetings like we're having right now versus meeting face-to-face -face, where some people had never used meet team, you know, teams or, or zoom or any form of uh, digital meeting before. And so they, they, they had to actually really learn themselves how to do that effectively. And not only did they have to learn themselves, but their team needed to learn because they were holding team meetings because everybody was working remotely and their clients, uh, you know, may or may not have had the use of technology. So um, they've, you know, the teams had to, the, the support teams and the advisors were coaching their team, their clients through how to use Zoom, for instance, and uh, how to uh, how to sign, do a digi digital signature. And so, it's it's been a very very challenging time from a technology perspective. You know, you mentioned uh, advisors being stressed by different factors. Uh, they're also dealing with teams that are stressed and clients that are stressed. And, uh, you know, that puts pressure on on communications and, you know, your team framework and stuff like that. I, I assume you're running into those sorts of issues as well. Absolutely. Team communication is probably one of the biggest areas we spend our time in uh, because, you know, advice. So, example: advisors often have a vision for what they want to achieve in their business, and it's in their head, but they don't communicate it with their team. Uh, nor is it necessarily clarified and written on paper anywhere or documented in in any format. And so, 
you know, that's the starting point is what's the vision where, what, what can everybody buy into and, and sort of embrace and, and move forward and understand what their role is that they play in that. That's one aspect of communication that has been magnified now because everybody's working remotely. But more than that, it's day-to-day stuff is where, you know, if, uh, as clients are working, our clients are working remotely. And so there might be a couple of people working in the office and two or three people working from home. Um, it's not quite as easy to just stick your head in somebody's door and say, hey, Julie, um, you know, what, what about this for this client? Or, you know, the, just the, the just that easy ease of interaction on a day-to-day basis isn't there. So we're finding that it's really important for advisors and their key support team members to be connecting daily right now to, uh, to make sure that operational things can be discussed and or they just check in as human beings to find out how everybody's doing and to communicate and to just connect because, you know, people are lonely today. They're really... Uh, um, facing, uh, you know, many people live alone. They don't have their families with them. You can't see anybody that's, you know, gray day right now here in Ontario, uh, Conestoga, Ontario is <laughs> a blah day. People aren't getting outside as much unless they force themselves or they enjoy outdoor activities. And uh, it's really important to connect. And, and I'm seeing, you know, we all often talk about the February blahs, Um I think they're magnified this year. And so it's really, uh, it's really important to connect with people. And so that form of communication is, uh, is critical. Business goes on and stuff happens. Uh, today's environment makes hiring staff, team members more difficult, makes training team members more difficult. Uh, Absolutely. Well, you know, Bob, one, one of the things that I'm seeing is advisors are hesitating to hire people right now because they're worried about, well, how are we going to train them? How are they going to understand that, you know, what our processes are and how are they going to, you know, we can't do face-to-face training. Uh, how are we going to ever hire somebody and or find somebody in today's environment? And I just want to, you know, reassure advisors um, and team members out there that, don't don't hold back. If you need to hire another team member, it's uh, it's doable. And uh, but we have to really, you know, sort of step back and think about what are the new ways that we need to, you know, to actually manage through the training. And so, Zoom technology again comes into play. And uh, you know, online courses uh, are really important right now. And having somebody just guide, have a really good documented training and development and integration plan uh, laid out so that, um, you know, we we know what we need to do and that uh, there, there are the resources available, whether it's online or a uh, person actually doing the training. You know, we have the ability to share screens with Zoom or with Microsoft Teams and what other other you know digital platform might be out there, and it's it's very doable to train somebody right now. And it's um, you know, and for those advisors we've worked with that have hired uh, team members, there are, are you know, you meetings can be held quite like interviews can be held over Zoom meetings quite uh, quite nicely. Is it, would it be nice to meet somebody in person? Absolutely. And 
And, you know, in some areas of the country, they can actually do that. But right now in Ontario, Zoom's it, right? Or digital meetings are it. So people are being hired uh, on that basis and it's working quite nicely. I can speak to our, in our own uh, situation. Uh, you know, we've had to hire uh, a person to uh, support us on the financial side because our, uh, our fearless financial officer is actually uh, retiring at the end of April. So, you know, I needed to actually uh, find somebody uh, to replace uh, that individual. And we did everything over the phone and by Zoom. And I think we've hired an amazing person to work with our team. Uh, and, uh, and, and I've seen that happen with many of the, uh, advisors that we're working with as well. And, uh, you know, Kimmy Poulin, uh, Kim Poulin's, uh, coach on our team and Heather Amlin, another coach on our team have been very instrumental in that hiring process and as well as, uh, working through a training and integration program for the unique needs of each of the advisor teams we face. So, um, you know, so that is a challenge today, Bob, but. It's doable. It's yeah. very doable. And we're seeing great success happening out there. One of the realities out there is as lonely as it might seem for an advisor, wherever he or she might be, uh, more often than not, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. There are ideas. There are resources. There are folks that have gone through the same struggle, the same challenge. Uh, it's a matter of linking up to those, right? And right. And you know what, Bob? I just that you know to that point. One of the reasons I'm so pleased that we've decided to do this podcast is because right now there aren't industry events. You can't get together at a social gathering. You can't get together at a, a convention. You can't get together, you know, at a uh, industry workshop, um, you know, or a series of seminars. Nobody's getting together to be able to share those best practices and uh, and or to rub shoulders, as you would say, uh, you know, to learn from other people uh, because you're, you know, you're having dinner or having a having a beer with somebody, right? It's uh, it's it, it's different times, so. You know, our goal with these podcasts are, is to really try and bring those best practices together and have advisors hear from industry experts and coaches and and other other people, our other clients who are uh, going to be sharing best practices over the over this next you know several series uh, series as we go through this and as we continue with whatever normal is moving forward. And so I think this forum is 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 going to be really uh, a really good forum to uh, to hear from others. Uh, what about just in general that whole advisor population, Julie? The the demographic piece, like there are probably oh, yeah. lots We're of advisors. A ton of time. There are probably a lot of advisors that have been planning uh, to exit the business or bring somebody into the business. And so what are you seeing, hearing about that, that part of the business? Okay. So there, you know, in general, over the last several years, we've, we've really seen a demographic uh, of aging advisors in, in the industry. 
I, I don't know the exact stat, but it's somewhere between the average age of an advisor, somewhere between the age of 58 and 60, probably at this stage of the game. And so there are a lot of advisors who are thinking about what's next. What's the next stage of their, their life looking like? How do they start winding down? Um, you know, they might have uh, a business entity and they might have a good built-in succession plan because they've been thinking about it over the years, which is great. Uh, but the other uh, piece is might be a sole proprietor who needs to get, get into that next stage of their life, but, you know, are particularly challenged right now because they don't know how to bring in another advisor or to sell their business. So we're finding we're, that we're spending a ton of time uh, helping advisors figure out what their next chapter looks like, uh, as well as, uh, you know, personally, as well as for the business. So, um, you know, an age-old challenge that advisors have because of the nature of our business is that they get so connected to their clients personally. And, you know, they've got a very intimate relationship with their clients because they learn things about their clients that no others do. And they build deep relationships with those clients. So it's, uh, it's tough to transition client relationships to somebody new and to have that trust bridge established. And I think in today's environment, it's even more challenging. And so, um, you know, I've got, I've got a, a couple of situations uh, where uh, um, an advisor has taken over another advisor's business and or they've merged. And uh, there's this client base that need to meet the new team right? Or meet the, the whole team. And it's, it's tough because we can't meet personally to build that trust in that transition. And new advisors today are struggling with that as well. It's really, it's, it, you really have to become innovative and uh, to acquire new clients in this particular world. And, you know, to be able to connect with people on Zoom and or over the phone. And so, you know, we've been we've been really working with our clients to find innovative ways to, to do that um, and uh, to build that initial relationship. I think, uh, you know, over the past year, our clients have really been focused on really making sure that their current clients are happy and they understand what's going on um, with the markets in particular, because there was a lot of fear a year ago around markets as this pandemic hit. And so our clients have been very focused on proactive activity with their clients, uh, with their current clients. And that has actually had a good effect in that because our clients have been so proactive and been so in touch with their clients, they've been telling others about, you know, how helpful uh, their advisors have been and the word of mouth has has actually spread. And some some advisors are actually having a really good experience uh, by acquiring new clients, but they're still struggling with, when I get a, an introduction to somebody, how do I make those first few meetings as impactful as possible to build that trust, right? And so um, it's been, a, it's, a, it's an interesting, interesting time. Yeah, that whole area of... Uh of uh, merger and acquisition is uh, is fascinating. And, you know, you, you've talked a bit about the aftermath of the merger and acquisition, yeah, you know, connecting yeah. with clients, but there's yeah. a whole front end conversation to that subject matter as well in terms of uh, what you're paying for and how to oh. measure all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and that's made more difficult 
you know, due diligence and things like that are, are probably a bit more difficult in today's world as well, I would think. Uh, yeah, although because of the technology world there, I would say that is part of that or an area that hasn't been as affected as, as it might have been. Um or how it is normally. I think the impact of that client relationship is probably the bigger issue. Um, but you're right. It's still, you know, helping an advisor figure out what their next chapter looks like and then helping them, um, them figure out, you know, whether they have their business ready for sale and, uh, and what that might look like. Is it a, you know, am I going to completely step back or am I going to merge with another business and transition over the next three to five years? You know, there's a, there's so much to think about when somebody is, you know, hitting that whatever age, 55, 70, and starting to think about what's next, right? Um, one of the trends that we're seeing is advisors are sticking around um, yeah. a lot more and uh, a lot longer because they have merged with another practice and they don't have to think about every, their whole client base or they're running the practice anymore. And they're actually becoming really good ambassadors of the new firm um, in terms of, you know, building relationships. And we're starting to actually see that name, that label placed on uh, retiring advisors uh, quite often because they do have such deep relationships with their clients by them being an ambassador is really, uh, really important in, in particularly in today's environment. So they become this really great relationship oriented person or, or person that's their role more than anything. Uh, and they step away from the advice and actually sit more so on the side of the table as the client um, in refer in and in introducing, uh, you know, the new advisor and team or advisors and team uh, to the, to the new, to the client. And so, we're seeing some really, um, really neat trends out there. And the, the beauty of Zoom is, you know, you can have the ambassador advisor who's transitioning out of the business, that client and the new advisor all in the same meeting sitting in different uh, locations. And so Zoom or digital meetings in general have has really increased efficiencies. There's another trend that we're seeing, you know, advisors and clients can connect much more easily than we would have been able to do in the past. And, uh, and so that's, uh, that's really increased efficiency. The other uh, digital um, opportunity that I see as a coach is the opportunity to have a current happy client who recognizes the value that an, a, an advisor is bringing to the table can introduce someone, uh, you know, a, a prospective client to an advisor by Zoom. It, you know, it's, there's yeah. all kinds of really great opportunities with technology. Julie, as we sort of start to wind this conversation down a bit, um, over many years, uh, the personal coach as an example, has established sort of 15 key areas of focus for advisors. And, yes. and uh, within each of those 15 key focus areas, there is uh, a multitude of, of uh, information and, and learnings, et cetera. Uh, can you just talk for a minute about the, a tool that we have called the Velocity Indicator and and how we utilize that? 
Absolutely. So as you alluded to, Bob, we have uh, 15 areas that we think are critical areas for an advisor or the team to pay attention to in their business. They're um, critical success areas uh, of practice. And so uh, there are 15 that we know of today that we focus on as a team and we have expertise. We have breadth and depth on our team in each of those 15 areas. 10 years or yeah, 10 or 15 years ago, uh, we might have had 10 of those areas. So this velocity indicator, as we call it, uh, has evolved over time as, as the environment has changed and as we've seen critical areas evolve. And so we have this tool that you just talked about called the velocity indicator. It's a self-assessment tool that's done online. And it's a, it's a tool that allows an advisor to do a self-assessment of their business in those 15 critical areas. And each area um, has five, four or five questions on the velocity indicator. And you can, as an advisor, you can measure how important that particular area is to you and then how well you think you're handling that particular area of business. And so it really helps to identify where the pain points are uh, in your practice, as well as the areas of an advisor's practice that you're really handling quite well and or areas of opportunity. And so it's a really cool little tool that really just, you know, sort of pinpoints and provides some direction to move forward. And uh, the areas uh, are unique to each, uh, you know, where the pain points are, where the opportunities are, are very unique to each advisor's circumstance. And, uh, and, and their stage of business. So, you know, when, when we see people who are just, you know, getting started and wanting to invest in their business to, uh, to, to grow and to take their business to the next level, um, we see uh, a lot of stuff uh, come out that's very focused on productivity and strategy and starting to build a team. Whereas if we're working with a, an advisor who's maybe at a more mature stage of their practice, it's more about scaling their business and building a business entity and or thinking about what that next chapter of their life is as they start to wind down. So this, uh, this tool is quite effective in for everybody, for any stage of business, but what comes out of it, as I say, is unique to the circumstance of the advisor and their team and or the stage of business they're in. Yeah, it's an opportunity for advisors to just reflect on their practice, right? It's right on. It's, uh, it's an opportunity to to just sort of step back for a few minutes and and get out of the heat of battle and and just reflect and assess, right? And be honest with with oneself about where things sit. And yeah. uh, sometimes we just get so close to that to those things that we don't even realize uh, where things sit. And so these right. op this tool will at least provide that opportunity to, to reflect with, with some focus. Yeah, it's a, it's a great tool to reflect, as you say, and provide an indicator as to where an advisor might need to go deeper in terms of their business, whether that's strategy or contact management or um human resources and building team excellence or, um, you know, any of the, you know, financial management, you know, as, I, as you say, there are 15 areas. And so it's, a, it's an indicator of, of where you might need to go deeper as an advisor. And so it, it's a, actually a tool that we use uh, 
as a starting point uh, when we're working with advisors for the when we're just getting introduced to them. And so uh, often what we do, not often, part of our process is that we have an advisor complete this velocity indicator prior to us having our initial complimentary consultation. And it's a, a point of discussion more than anything. And, uh, and it really helps us explore with an advisor whether it makes sense to carry on to, to do an assess, a further assessment in each of these areas where we would go very deep. But whether an advisor were to engage us or not, it's still a very helpful indicator and uh, could prov can provide value. So, uh, you know, I think it, you know, would be a tool that anyone could use and uh, whether they determine to engage us or not. Awesome, Julie. Listen, I really so much appreciate the fact you could take some time to join me today and uh, I look forward to future podcasts where we can engage uh, other members of our team, but also industry experts and authorities on different topics, uh, uh, all aimed mainly at financial advisors, but not, not exclusively. I mean, some of them will certainly be appropriate for business owners, uh, uh, in in any industry to be uh, be privy to so uh, business thanks. is business business yeah. is business right um, yeah. and yes there are unique slants to uh, you know the uh, financial advisors world or any professionals world but uh, business is business and there are key areas that everybody needs to pay attention to it's my pleasure to be here one of the things I'd like to just offer is for anybody who's uh, listening to this podcast or watching this podcast if you're interested in uh, you know having the velocity indicator completed for yourself uh, please visit our website uh, at thepersonalcoach.ca and uh, click on, you know, the velocity indicator or a complimentary consultation and you'll automatically get, uh, get linked to having a velocity indicator sent to you and or reach out to confidence at the personal coach by email and request that we send you the velocity indicator link and uh, we'd be happy to do that as well. No obligation, just uh, use it to help your own business. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Julie. And, yeah, my uh, pleasure. And again, for all of those that have joined us today, don't keep us a secret. Uh, spread the word about the podcast, and uh, uh, we'll be promoting it through different channels uh, to, make, to create additional awareness as well. As Julie said, if you have an interest in getting more information about the Velocity Indicator or any other subject matter that you've heard today or is top of mind for you, uh, just drop us a line at uh, confidence at thepersonalcoach.ca. And uh, if you have topics that you'd like to hear more about, uh, feel free to drop those to me at bob at thepersonalcoach.ca. And we'll make sure they're on our list of things to try and address over the next uh, many months. So in the meantime, thanks for joining us. Thank Stay you. safe and be well.